0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, just like the armed services, civilian DOD employees now have their deadline to get a COVID vaccine. FEMA may have a problem with how it handles sexual harassment complaints. And a big DHS contract to modernize its hybrid computing environment. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Defense Department civilians must be fully vaccinated against COVID by November 22nd, according to a new memo pushed out by the Pentagon. DOD put out a timeline for when civilians must get their first and second shots based on the type of vaccine in order to be in compliance. New DOD employees must be fully vaccinated by their start day or by November 22nd, whichever comes first. The Pentagon already mandated that all of its service members get the COVID vaccine. The military branches are setting the deadlines. Military retirees and their families are going to see drug prices increase under the Pentagon's insurance plan. Federal News Network Scott Macione has more. Pharmaceutical copayments will increase between $1 to $8 starting next year for TRICARE beneficiaries. Active duty troops will still get their drugs for free and medically retired service members will not see an increase in their copayments. Prices are likely to continue increasing in the coming years. Congress mandated that the Defense Department can continue increasing prices until 2026. The more expensive copayments are meant as a cost-sharing mechanism to help keep military health care budgets down. Taxpayers spend at least $50 billion a year on the military health system. Scott Macioni. Federal News Network. A former administrator for the Army 65th Medical Brigade gets a a 12-and-a-half-year prison sentence for his role in a fraud and money laundering scheme which targeted over 3,300 military members. The Justice Department says Frederick Brown played a role in stealing personal information of thousands of service members and sold it to other collaborators who used it to steal their DOD and veterans' benefits. The Postal Service, after years of reluctance, is expanding its banking services. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. USPS launched a pilot program last month giving customers the option to cash payroll and business checks in the form of gift cards. The agency is testing out the service in Washington, Baltimore, New York, and Falls Church, Virginia. Customers pay a flat fee of $5.90. USPS won't issue cash and won't accept checks larger than $500. Congress has introduced several bills in recent years that would expand postal banking, but USPS leadership so far has been skeptical of those plans. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. One-third of employees at the Federal Emergency Management Agency say they've experienced some form of sexual misconduct or harassment, but they didn't report it because they didn't think FEMA would investigate their allegations. That's according to a survey of FEMA employees from the Department of Homeland Security's Inspector General. The IG identified about 300 instances of sexual harassment or misconduct at the agency within a six-year period, but it's unclear whether FEMA properly handled over half of them. The agency did close 80% of the IG's recommendations and vowed to improve. A key Senate committee wants to update how the government manages its cybersecurity efforts. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Federal agencies and contractors would have to report when they get hit by a cyber attack under a new bill introduced in the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. The legislation would update the Federal Information Security Modernization Act for the first time since 2014. It would position the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency as central to the federal government's response to cyber attacks. The committee is scheduled to mark up the bill this Wednesday. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Department of Homeland Security components have roughly a year to prepare for a post quantum world. In a new memo published last month, DHS said guidance is forthcoming to help agencies conduct cryptographic technology inventories no later than. Th- no later than the third quarter of fiscal year 2022. Plans for transitioning to post-quantum cryptography are due no later than the first quarter of fiscal year 2023. Advances in quantum computing are expected to break current cryptographic techniques that are widely relied upon to protect computer data. The federal hiring and internship process isn't perfect, but Uncle Sam still wants young college students. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Office of Personnel Management says it wants to improve the federal internship program, but that shouldn't deter students and recent graduates from pursuing opportunities in government anyway. OPM Director Kieran Ahuja. This president's leadership and my leadership is really working on doing some major what we call surge hiring. This is actually the moment to come into the federal government. There is a lot of hiring going on for a lot of good reasons. Some you know, some very challenging issues like climate change, but we're also in a phase of rebuilding a lot of these agencies. Nicole Legrisco Federal News Network. One down, six more to go for the National Institutes of Health IT Acquisition and Assessment Center when it comes to the protests of its CIO-SP4 IT services solicitation. The Government Accountability Office denied the protests of Tata America yesterday. Tata America filed a complaint calling the solicitation requirement to identify corporate experience, including their customers, unduly restrictive of competition. GAO agreed with NITAC's decision to require corporate experience as a way to avoid fraud and validate an offerer's claimed qualifications. NITAC still is facing six other protests that are scheduled to be decided by early January 2022. Airbus Space and Defense Incorporated agrees to pay $1.4 million for overbilling the government. The Justice Department found between 2016 and 2017, the company submitted proposals for contracts with unapproved cost rates and also from 2013 to 2020 charged the government fees for parts it acquired from its own affiliates. This was all brought forth by a former Airbus employee. DHS makes a big contract award to build its future technology infrastructure. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The Homeland Security Department's plan to modernize its hybrid computing environment is one step closer to reality. DHS awarded a 10-year, $2 billion contract to Perspectica Engineering for data center and cloud optimization support services. Under the single award task order vehicle, DHS will receive infrastructure-as-a-service capabilities as well as on-premise managed data center services. The agency says the long-term goal of the contract is to transform its IT capabilities to a service-based customer-centric business model from an asset-based model. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And the IRS is running into some hurdles trying to consolidate its case management systems onto one platform. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration finds the IRS's first migration to its new platform frustrated agency employees who cited a lack of training and communication about the changes. TIGDA found the IRS's 1.0 release had 153 internal defects. More than two-thirds were issues with Section 508 accessibility compliance. The IG recommends the IRS implement a scaled, agile framework and take steps to ensure the new platform meets Section 508 requirements.